0: Uni Taster Days proudly presents the Uni Guide. For students, parents, and teachers, this is the university guidance podcast you need to support you on all things university. A warm welcome back to the Uni Guide. In this episode, we're going to be exploring the career support you can access while studying at university. But before we meet our guests, we've got two brilliant guests today.
1: I'm going to welcome back my trusty co-host, John,
0: John Cheek of Uni of Days.
1: Welcome, John. Hi, Tim. Hi, Matthew. Hi, Hannah. Yeah, really looking forward to this episode. I think careers is massively important when it comes to students considering university. So I love being part of this podcast and I love talking about this this topic and really looking forward to it today. Great to have you back with us, John,
0: as always. And what guests have we booked for today?
1: We've got Hannah Allison, and the background to this is, is Hannah and I originally had a conversation about a careers podcast, and, and Hannah said, you know what, this sounds great, and I've also got a colleague that can help as well, or a former colleague that can help as well, and that's Matthew Howard. So I think it's really useful in terms of the event today just to get two perspectives of, of how universities do perhaps things different and how, how universities do the same thing as well. And what I'll do actually to start off is rather than say too much about you know, Matthew and Hannah and what they're doing now. I'm going to go with our opening question. So with the podcast, every single podcast now, we, we ask the same opening question to the same, well, to different guests each time. And if I can come to you, I'll say Matthew first. So Matthew, can you tell us what you do and why you're doing it? So yeah, my name's Matthew Howard. I'm the deputy head of student yeah.
2: careers at the University of Leeds. My role is very much focused around supporting students and graduates into meaningful careers. And the reason I do it, and the reason I've been involved in careers for the last sort of eight nine years, is because I think it's it's pivotal that we support students and graduates of any level into meaningful career opportunities. That you know, it's, it, there's a lot of changes in the labour market, and I think it's important that we provide sort of provision to support students to make those decisions. Thank you, Matthew. Hannah,
1: if I can come to you, ask the same question. So, can you tell us what you do, Hannah, and why you do it? Sure.
3: So, hi everyone. I'm Hannah. Um, I work at the University of Lancaster, or Lancaster University, and I have one of those job titles where it doesn't make sense to anyone other than if you work in a university. So my official title is Careers Widening Participation Manager. What that means is that I support students from underrepresented backgrounds in their careers um, at Lancaster Uni. The reason why I do that really is because, for me, I want people to have fulfilled careers and reach their potential and people might face barriers in their careers and working out what they want to do and anything like that. So my role exists basically to overcome, help people overcome those barriers and release their full potential and live happy and fulfilled lives and careers. Big picture goal there.
1: <laughs> Love it. And actually there's loads and loads and loads of research which shows that, that students from underrepresented backgrounds are, are less likely to go to university, but also you know that they're, they're probably far more likely to to perhaps you know, not stay at university and, and, and things so it's such a so nice to hear that and your about your role there because it's it's such an important area so matthew hannah what i'll do now if it's okay with you both is go straight into the questions and, and tim and i are gonna ask you a few questions related to career support at university and and what i'll do is i think the, the, the best way of doing it is if i kind of ask a, a question to you both and then if i get your perspective on it it'd be really handy So if I just start with why is career support important for students at university? Perfect. Thanks, John. Um, So I think, obviously, as we mentioned,
2: both Hannah and I have got a passion for supporting students who are from a widening participation background, Um, students who were the first to go to university, could be overcoming barriers to sort of access and progression. Um, So, you know, very much at university level. There has been sort of of quite heavy um, sort of investment over the years in terms of, Developing sort of careers and employability provision. Most universities, Lancaster and Leeds included, have got careers teams, which provide students with access to a whole range of different services from information, advice, and guidance to employer events. So, you know, your careers fairs through to placement schemes and work-based learning. And the, the key thing, really, from particularly from my perspective as to why it's important is because we we are there to provide that support to students to. Kind of level the playing field, if you will, to broaden horizons and to provide students opportunities that they may not have no, you know, normally had access to if, if they hadn't gone to university, if they don't have the uh, sort of family, friends working in certain professions, et cetera. Obviously, sort of demystifying, I guess, different sectors, different opportunities. The key thing is that we provide impartial services. So we're not here to sway students in certain directions, but we're here to provide that impartial sounding board. Encouragement and um, some services provide sort of coaching and extra sort of guidance around sort of mentoring as well, but very much focused around providing that kind of holistic support to students. And the the ultimate aim, I guess, is that we see our students becoming happy graduates um, in sort of meaningful, fulfilling careers to them.
3: Yeah, no, absolutely. I completely agree with you there. I think the other thing that's important is if you are listening or you know someone who's who you're listening on behalf of someone else. You, some people will be coming to university thinking I know what I want to do I want to go be a teacher or I want to go be a banker but some of you might be thinking do you know what I've got no idea what I want to do with my life and that is so okay we are here to support both extremes and if you are anywhere in between that as well so yeah we can definitely support whatever stage you are coming to at university and um, I think sometimes there is a misconception and um, with students that you can only access the careers team when you've got a bit of an idea about what you want to do. But that is definitely a misconception. You can come at whatever stage you are at. and So don't panic. Don't worry about coming to see us or thinking you're not prepared enough or whatever. Like Matthew says, it's impartial. We will meet you wherever you are at. And support you with whatever careers related queries and questions and anxieties and worries and anything like that that you might have.
1: Thank you so much Matthew Hannah and, and, and I've, I've got to say one thing that jumped into my mind when I was listening to your your answers there is, is, is university is what you make of it and there is so much support there at university and, you, and what students need to do is grasp it and and that applies you know to careers and, and loads of other areas as well and you no, know, I know people that start their own business when they're at university and had support from the career support in terms of entrepreneurship in order to do so but but they obtained that support because they went out and got it um, and I think it's, it's another example one of many examples that university is what you make of it but also what students need to do is, is take advantage of, of so much support that's out there.
0: Okay so question number two it's twofold this one what services do you offer students and how do you help them through the career service at university and as we've got two different university staff members in the room how do you think that might differ might vary? From university to university, what they might offer a student in terms of support?
3: I think most universities, pretty much all universities will have some form of career support, mainly because if you are going to university, there's a very high probability that you are going to enter the workplace, whether that's after a master's, after a PhD, and you're still going to be entering the workplace after you have finished your degree at whatever stage that is. And so pretty much all universities will do some form of career support. That will highly likely look like one-to-one appointments where you'll go and meet with a careers team, member of staff, a careers advisor, a careers consultant, whatever word they use to describe their careers team. And you will probably, most likely, be able to do things like get your CV checked, do a mock interview, ask about how to find work, how to find opportunities, talk about how you can plan your career, what kind of next steps are available. Um, and just have a think about what kind of work you might want to go into. So that's pretty standard across all universities um, within the careers teams. They also, and um, careers teams will also work with employers. Matthew, I wonder if you want to talk about employers stuff.
2: Yeah, definitely, Hannah. So yeah, universities are, are quite well connected in their regions. So uh, typically called anchor institutions working with local businesses. And you mentioned enterprise, John, working with sort of small businesses and sort of startup. But we also do, as universities, work with sort of employers from all around the world. So it could be sort of larger organizations like Unilever, for example, or Coopers, sort of their uh, global accounting professional services firm, Disney, lots of other different types of organizations that we'd work with. The key thing for us is that, as we mentioned, we're impartial. but We provide access for students to connect with, with employers. Here at Leeds, we call it sort of making connections. So it could be through a careers fair. So for example, most universities will host a large scale careers fair in typically the first semester. So around about sort of September, October, November time, where you could meet an employer or hundreds of employers in sort of a large um, sort of whole space, exhibition space. But we also do offer opportunities for students to meet with organizations in, in other ways as well. So just building on what Hannah mentioned, in addition to the information, advice, and guidance, career services do across the UK offer um, lots of different uh, services. So it could be mentoring, for example, having opportunities for you to find a mentor within a certain sector. It could be quite informal. It could be structured mentoring. Um, There's also opportunities, as we mentioned a couple of times, to engaging sort of work-based learning. So it could be actually doing an internship or a placement as part of your degree. And, and that's quite that's quite big, really, across the sector. You know, if, you, if you're looking at courses, uh, you might find that there's, there's certain courses that are four years in length, a degree, undergraduate degree, and the third year of that four-year degree, you'll go out and do a placement. And there is a lot of support available through your career service to help you access and, and sort of find those opportunities. So yeah, there's loads of ways that we will do our absolute best to connect to you with the world of work. And we do keep an eye on the world of work and the sort of changes in recruitment you know, there's lots of things at the moment around artificial intelligence and sort of chat GPT and how that's impacting upon recruitment. There's innovations around sort of digital assessment, interviews, etc. cetera. Um, so as Hannah mentioned, we we keep an eye on all that and, and sort of help students to kind of find out a little bit more about the process, appreciative that some students who might be listening to this may never have had an interview before or been to an assessment centre, might not even know about what they are or how to create a cv and that's where we step in really to demystify that and sort of join the dots together connecting students with with the world of work And so yeah we we offer lots in terms of provision uh there's never a typical day i wouldn't say is the hannah um and lots of opportunities for us to support students with sort of finding something that's meaningful for themselves as well yeah as well as advertising vacancies and um, as we mentioned a couple of times some universities will have an enterprise team that's linked to the careers team that gives you access to things like uh, startups uh, and, and sort of sort of business model canvas and sort of designing that as well. And as Hannah and I have mentioned, uh, we definitely encourage you if, you, if you listen to this podcast and considering when can I access a careers service, uh, we would say from from day one. So you'll, you'll meet with careers advisors, consultants during your sort of freshers week, uh, and you may even meet some of us uh, during recruitment activities like open days, et cetera. Um, but it very much is kind of what you what you put into it. There could be opportunities that you could access straight away, and we'd certainly love to hear from you. So please do make the most of your career service from
1: from day one. Thank you, Matthew. And and by complete coincidence, actually, I saw things today from the employer's perspective because I I work fairly closely to with a university that's close to me, and and I've done like an entrepreneurship talk in in the university, and it, it's funny I see things now from the employer's side. Sadly, I'm not the size of of Unilever et cetera that you mentioned, but the but it's, it, there's just so much that goes into the careers space that the students see it kind of at the front end, that you know, at the, the face of it, but actually behind the scenes, there's, there's so many links that, that universities create you know, with the, the small companies like UniTaste stays right through to the, the really big ones. So, so Hannah, earlier you mentioned about careers, the support that's available, and, and that careers support's available whether students know what they want to do you know, with, as a career or not. But for those students that, that say they know what subject they want to do, they know what area they want to work in, the universities offer much support for for that so you know a student that kind of has a, a set path that's in their mind in terms of an area they want to work but perhaps they they don't know how to how to get to that point
2: For for a number of years sort of six years i actually worked within a business school careers team and what i would say is that from that experience we had a number of students who came to us literally in the first week to say I know that I want to be an accountant, I know that I want to be a consultant, I know that I want to work within technology, whatever it might be. And that's the career path that's kind of set in, in the student's mind and it's something they're working towards. And I'm sure there are lots of other career paths that students would, uh, would love to do from sort of as they apply to their course as well. So what I would say is that, yeah, universities do obviously provide support to students who don't know what they'd like to do, but for those students, those that are listening that know you'd like to go in a certain direction, There is support available. Now, when you think about university and sort of the experience, uh, there's loads of opportunities for you to get involved in to kind of find out more about that career path that you might be interested. We've mentioned careers fairs, for example. And within careers fairs, there will be sort of subject-specific aspects to that. So there could be, for example, a law fair, a science fair, a business school careers fair, where you'll start to see some of these employers and start to really hone in on certain certain organizations within those sectors. What you will also find is that increasingly across the, across the higher education career sector, as I mentioned, I used to work in a business school. My, my role was very much focused on certain career sectors. There are careers professionals that are aligned to faculties, aligned to departments, aligned to subject areas. So it could be accounting, for example, or law, just as two examples. And it's a dedicated person that is there to support students with that. Now, as as I mentioned previously, careers professionals uh, are are sort of supposed to be impartial. We are impartial, but we do have subject-specific knowledge to share. So, for example, if you are thinking, I want to become a lawyer, I want to go to university, I want to study law, you know, it's very likely that your career service will have somebody within the service that knows quite a bit about sort of different professional routes and different ways to become a lawyer, for example, and sort of all the considerations around that as well. Now, some universities as well will also have sort of career coaches or careers advisors that are there to support smaller groups of students as well. But it very much depends, I guess, on the size of the university, the scale, et cetera. But taking Leeds, for example, we've got a central careers team, and then we've got smaller teams that are linked to the central team that are based within different faculty areas. So the business school, engineering, arts, et cetera. And those those colleagues are there to provide that subject-specific support. And just to add as well, one thing that you will find happens at university is that when when you go to university, there may be an option, option or an opportunity for you to engage in a sort of a careers module. So it could be throughout your course, there'll be, it could be an elective module, or it could be a module that's built into your course. But it might be that you can sort of go along and, and find out more about your career development integrated within your degree programme. And here at Leeds and at Lancaster with Hannah, as as I used to work there, uh, there are opportunities for you to develop your skills and subject-specific career development knowledge through your degree programs. It's not universal. It's not across every single university, every single program, but it's increasingly the, the case that there will be careers modules built within your curriculum. So I would look out for them when you're looking at university choices and when you're looking at the handbooks and sort of modules, have a look to see if there are any careers modules linked to that particular subject area
3: and the other thing that we've not mentioned in this so far Matthew is employability skills awards that are extracurricular so we won something at Lancaster called the Lancaster Award and this is basically a way to reflect on all the things that you've done that are additional to your degree so you might have been in a sports team you might have done some volunteering you might have had a part-time job And it allows you to reflect on those experiences and think about the skills that are needed and the skills that you've gained from an employer perspective. And employers actually really value that um, certificate, that award, whatever your university may call it if they have one of these schemes. Um, Because it shows that you are not just getting your degree, which is important. Don't get me wrong. You need to go to university and get your degree. But what's actually important in addition is to do Things as a student to get a part time job, to join societies, to be on leadership teams, to do volunteering. Now, don't get me wrong, you can't do all of those things. It's endless. At Lancaster, we've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of societies. So you can't do it all. But just to get those little things that are additional to your degree and that can show an employer, yes, they have been in a sports team so they can work in a team or they've been on an exec so they are a good um, leader or can work in a team in that way. And so that's the other thing that's important from those additional careers things. Not all universities do this. Um, I don't know if Leeds have one, Matthew, but um, a lot of them do.
2: Um, no, Leeds actually don't have a skills award. Um, but maybe, Ooh, maybe something interesting. In the future. <laughs> yeah, there are subtle differences between the provision across different universities, but I just wanted to pick up on a point Hannah made there about Societies. And here at Leeds in, in particular, and I know at Lancaster, it's the case, Hannah, that you know we work really closely with the student union and we work really closely exactly. with student groups, societies, and they could be subject specific. So it could be, for example, mm-hmm. an investment and banking society, a law society. It could be a society focused on, on writing, whatever that is. There's, there's loads of societies. If you have a look on the university sort of student union websites, and what you will find is that some of them do have sort of a focus around careers as well so we do kind of buddy up and work with some of these societies to open opportunities so it could be routes into accounting working with the accounting society for example so there's as hannah mentioned and i've mentioned a couple of times you know university is kind of what you make of it sometimes and there are opportunities not just within your course but extracurricular and if you really you know dead set as john mentioned on a certain career and you've got a profession in mind um, you know there will be most likely other students at the university campus who've also got a similar ambition. Um, And I do think it helps to sort of connect up with that because, you know, university is as well an experience to build up your network and to, to meet people from lots of different backgrounds, countries, et cetera. And it could be that you meet someone who can support you, offer support to each other. And, you know, I do know lots of students who, for example, have met somebody at university that they've worked with on a, on a project or society and have ended up starting a business together as well so you know use university and the networks that universities offer and um, to sometimes support your career it's, it's really important
0: I think. That brings us to the end of part one join us after this short break as we delve into our guest experiences of the career support you can access at university. Welcome back to part two. In this section, we're going to reflect on the experiences of our guests and our student panel. Hannah, uh, we be good to get your thoughts here. How can students build up a kind of profile and documents on the successes and things that they've done whilst they're studying at university for, say, building up employability opportunities at a later point?
3: Absolutely. And a great way that you can do that is by thinking about a LinkedIn profile. Now, LinkedIn might seem a little bit weird. It's like a professional kind of social media network. And it might seem weird to start one of those when you are only a student. You can start it in sixth form or college or whatever. Um, but this is really an opportunity to start making those connections. And um, Who knows whether someone that you go to college with or that you studied with at sixth form might be a really great connection for you in 10 years' time. There's people that I connected with when I was in my first year at uni who actually have really useful connections for me now quite a few years on. So actually, LinkedIn is a great way that you can do that. And your university will be able to help you with creating that LinkedIn profile. But it's also a way of building your evidence of the things that you've done, whether you've been like, I don't know, a prefect at school or you've been a volunteer, you've been a scout leader, I don't know, anything like that. It's really useful just to have that list of things that you've done Because I don't know about you, but for me, sometimes I forget the things that I've done and I get to an interview or working out some evidence that I need for an application. And I can't think about the things that I've done. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know I'm a good leader, but I can never remember why I'm a good leader and the evidence that I need to show that I'm a good leader, which you will need in your applications and your interviews. And so that's a really great thing that you can do right now. You could set it up on your phone after you finish listening to the podcast or you could pause the podcast now. And set up a LinkedIn and then come back.
1: Thank you Hannah and, and if anyone just paused welcome back to the podcast. I um, really love that like in terms of reflecting and some students have brilliant at interviews and they can just reflect on so much experience and then some students sometimes just really struggle. They've, they've got so much brilliant experience there but actually to communicate it is, is is a challenge so actually when you've got like the skills award where you, you actually are tasked to, to think more about it. And then things like LinkedIn, which I spend far too much time on. Um, I, I think it's, it's just
3: it's, so yeah. great. Like, I'm such a nosy person. I love finding out what my classmates from school are doing now. I'm like, I never even knew that job existed. You're always looking at job titles thinking, I didn't know that job was a thing. And actually, if you're building those connections and you don't know what you want to do, actually looking on LinkedIn and just giving people a little look on their profiles and seeing what kind of job titles are available. Like I definitely, as a careers advisor, don't know all the jobs that are going to be out there this year, Never mind in five years' time. Um, and even within university, we probably don't know what everyone's job title means. Um, and that's the area that we work in. And so that's also a really good little thing if you are quite nosy, like me, and like a little nosy on people and seeing what they're doing.
1: <laughs> so we're really fortunate on this podcast to have a student panel. So we've got students that... Basically, talk about you know the experience of being a student. We've got a recent graduate as well, and and one thing we we talk about a lot is is almost paying it forward. So they they've had loads and loads and loads of fantastic opportunities whilst at university. And and Leah, for example, who's who was a recent guest on the podcast, she was she she runs Future Frontline, which which supports students in terms of careers in medicine. But it'd be really great, Matthew Anna, to get your thoughts just on 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 students like careers experience, and, and it's not just it's not just students that what they do at the time is it? it's it's what they can actually pass forward to other people that you know link into Hannah's point about LinkedIn that you know perhaps went to their school, the ten years younger and now at their school and things. Do you have any thoughts on on what students can do able you know, to to kind of help other students in the future? As you mentioned the thing, John, like I think it's important to
2: think about that concept of paying it forward. and I would encourage students you know to think and reflect on on your experiences. You know you'll be coming to university with a set of experiences already. You know, you might have work experience, you might have volunteered somewhere, you might have sort of connections within certain sectors and different perspectives. And that's really what university is all about, sort of sharing that and sort of finding out not just about what other people do, but sharing yourself and and being authentic as well. There's loads of ways that you could do that. You know, when you go to university, you'll, you'll have housemates, flatmates, et cetera. So even on an informal basis, you know, I'm sure you'll share a lot about yourself and your experiences. You could be through LinkedIn, like Hannah mentioned, and sort of sharing that and building the community part of of your LinkedIn. But also some universities will have, obviously, we mentioned societies. That's a really good way around particular subject areas. It might be, like we mentioned, the Law Society, where you can go there and share your perspectives and support other people. But there is also a big sort of concept and and sort of big area across universities now called peer mentoring and opportunities for you to support fellow students who might be from a wide participation background? They could be from the same background as yourself. They could be from a device to group. There's lots of, lots of ways and sort of things to consider in this area. But universities is not just there, sort of go there and sort of take and take, but also a, a, I love the idea of paying it forward and supporting fellow students as well. You know, we do get a lot of alumni, for example, that do also return to university to provide perspectives around their career. And it might be thinking about, the students that are listening to this podcast who are going to university there may be ways that you can go back to your school or college and also share some of your experiences as well um so yeah really uh, just to say that there's loads of ways that you could do that and uh, certainly from a career service perspective um you know if you've got perspectives and ideas and skills to share there may be ways to do that formally through the career service like i mentioned we employ students to support other students
0: Hannah do you have any thoughts on how students can help each other support one another collaborate whilst at university
3: Sometimes you it's so competitive in some places to get into university you're applying and you're getting rejected and it's hard and that's the same when you are applying for jobs at university you will very likely be rejected from a job at some point in your university career but what's really important to remember is that you are you're not very likely to be in competition with your classmates for those jobs and so you kind of don't need to have that competitive spirit with your course mates you are here to support each other you're probably going to be applying for different things even if you're all applying to be consultants you're probably going to be applying in different areas different um, locations different interests and so you kind of just got to get out of the mindset of competition and into the mindset of supporting each other like university can be hard Um, it it can be tricky but the support is there if you um, need it and to support each other as well is really important and passing on that knowledge.
1: Thank you so much and in the spirit of of kind of passing it forward and given that that you both are in roles now where you are supporting students who hopefully will go on to support other people in the future what I'm going to do now if it's okay is just ask you some quick fire careers questions.
0: Quick fire careers questions.
1: Uh, Hannah thinking about your own journey to university Mm. we touched on this a little bit beforehand but you started university when increased fees came in yes do you recall (laughs) did you have much much support when you were at school to pay, pay for the university choices
3: I don't think we had much support um at school in terms of choices and universities and careers and things but I think the difference is between University and school is at school or college or whatever. It's kind of a compulsory thing to talk to a career advisor. So you might have it in your lessons, or you might go and like meet with someone who's a career advisor who you have like half an hour meeting with every year. Um, and it's compulsory. And um, I had that and I kind of begrudgingly went along and was like, oh yeah, what's this person going to do to help me? They're probably going to do nothing. This is pretty pointless. Whereas when you're at university, you have to do that yourself. So actually, sometimes that's a benefit because you kind of you want to do that, um, and also sometimes it's a drawback because then you have to do it yourself and you have to put the initiative in. And um, I think I was lucky, maybe definitely not lucky in terms of the fees, but because I was paying so much more um, than the year before me, and I'm from Yorkshire, and I'm like, I want my money's worth of these tuition fees three three times as much as the year previously. I tried to kind of get my money's worth almost which included using the career service although I definitely should have used it more if you are wanting that little bit of motivation just keep that Yorkshire mindset of making sure that you're getting your money's worth and um, so yeah that would be my advice there
1: <laughs> no certainly and actually I think it's such a good point is it kind of links to the, what we said earlier on about university is what you make of it and there's there's so much support that's out there and and there's some students that go to university, don't get involved in much and then look for jobs afterwards and then complain they can't get jobs. And it's it's, it's probably because you know, when they're at university, they didn't get maybe part time work or volunteering experience, didn't speak to the career service, didn't learn a language if there was opportunities to learn language, etc. So, yeah, completely relate to your point. It's really good. on. Matthew, if I can come to you now, if we turn back time, did you did you go to university yourself with a with a, an actual career in mind? Yeah, reflecting back. So I went to university in
2: 2010, which is it's getting further and further away. And I studied geography. So I, I, to be honest, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew that I wanted to go to university. I wanted to have a university experience. I'd heard a lot from, from my college, actually, about sort of options to go to university. And I was very fortunate that, that my sort of college put on quite a few trips to local universities. Manchester, Lancaster, Liverpool, Leeds, etc really wanted to go to university but i think i chose a subject area that i studied at a level that i was quite passionate about and that translated into a degree i was quite fortunate with my degree that i could choose what we call a minor subject so i also studied politics as well and i really really much preferred actually studying my minor subject. So i would say that if you if you're looking at courses at university level sometimes there's an element of flexibility around module choices Uh, and then I went on to do a postgraduate study in that sort of a master's in politics, which I really enjoyed. And I I would say, like, as we mentioned a couple of times, the university experience can really support you with your career development. By the end of that sort of four-year period, I knew that I wanted to work in the public sector, I wanted to work in local government, I wanted to work for a charity or sort of a policy organisation, and I did try my absolute best to get into one of those roles. And I think, similar to Hannah, timing-wise, Hannah had the fees, I had I think I had a recession so there was quite a few things to think about in terms of cuts in that sector that I was looking into and I ended up having to make a course correction and end up working in a university so I did kind of have a, you know really interesting sort of career experience through you know experience through university um, but I didn't have a career in mind and, and I was very much uh, open and, and university provided me an op- option to explore lots of different opportunities through career fairs etc. So I would just say that you know you don't have to go to university sometimes with a, a very set career in mind. Um you know if you choose a subject that you that you love that you enjoy you know very much very much so it's, it's sort of 3 or 4 years it, there could be opportunities from that as well. Most most employers don't recruit based on degree. Um so you can go into um so you can sort of change your mind uh, and you very you're very well within your rights to do so when you're at university I think. Fantastic
1: what I'm gonna do now is is ask you both the final question if that's okay and it's a if we went back say 10 years or so what would you have liked a careers advisor when you're at school but also if I may when you're at university to tell you that would support you now in the roles that you that you do now or in the roles that you potentially could have gone on to do
3: this is an easy one for me going back I wish someone had told me you don't have to make decisions right now because I am someone who hates making decisions and also puts incredible pressure on myself. So I was wanting to have a really clear plan as soon as I started university or even before I started university. I wanted someone to tell me you are going to be a CEO or you are going to be a whatever. Um, but actually, that's not going to happen. Like that is a really stupid thing to do and to expect. So I think that would be mine. Um, just don't put too much pressure on yourself if you've got something that you want to do happy days focus on that but be be open to new ideas be open to flexibility and um, Matthew I don't know if you're the same but that is mine
2: <laughs> yeah I mean if I was if I was to go back in time and to sort of meet a careers advisor or or somebody in a careers role or employability role I would really like them to sort of say to me that you know anything is possible as well and I think to be honest I think going back sort of 10 12, 14, 15 years, however, back, I don't want to give them my age away. But if I go back in time, I, I did put a lot of barriers in front of myself. Um, so I grew up in East Lancashire, single parent family, didn't know anyone that worked in many professions. And I think a lot of the time we're, we're kind of almost blinkered to the experiences around us and we see professions that family and friends are doing. And I didn't really know what was possible. Um, so I wish somebody could sort of be transported back and just say, you know, if you go to university, there's so many different pathways open to you and you, you can achieve that. And I think that would have taken some of the pressure off me as well because I think I did enter university thinking, well, maybe there's only a few career paths that are available to me. And, you know, very much, very much the case is the opposite that, you know, there's so many opportunities now and, and there was back then as well. So that, yeah, that's something I would have liked
0: to have happened.
3: That's Such a good one. Ooh, I like it.
0: That brings us to the end of part two. Join us after this short break for hints, tips and advice in part three, having gone through university yourselves, anything you'd like to say to our younger listeners who may only just be thinking about university at school now, or maybe even college? Anything you'd like to kind of pass on with pearls of wisdom when they're thinking about careers and their futures?
3: If I look back at myself aged 14, 15, I would never have done a job that was about communication because I was such a timid individual. To even be doing this podcast, never mind all the stuff that I do in my job, I would never have done it in the kind of fourteen-year-old, fifteen-year-old self that was lacking in confidence and didn't want to communicate in class, never mind in front of a lecture hall. And so, it's really hard to think about what career support you need in schools. Um, however, what you do need to think about, you do, you do still need to think about your career and what you're going to do. But I think I would encourage you if you are at school age to think less about I want to be a consultant or I want to be a social media manager and more about what you want out of work. I think sometimes we place um, both in schools and in universities and in the sector as a whole, we place too much pressure on money and wages. For me personally, I think we need to be placing more pressure, more focus on happiness and satisfaction and like if you want to go and do a job and you are going to have enough money to live and that is not going to be stressing you out then if you are using your skills and you are happy doing that then that's actually really important as if you're listening now think about the motivations and the goals that you want to achieve in life and what's going to make you happy.
1: Thank you very much. So what we try and do with this podcast is ask the same final question. It's in relation to university. And, and, and Hannah actually, in one of the earlier answers, touched on, on tips that she would give her younger self. So it might be similar to that, Hannah. But if I'm coming to you, you both with the final question, that's knowing what you do now. Can you provide free tips that you'd give your younger self about university? I mean, I've, I've worked for two
2: universities now. Um, I've worked in various different roles and I've, I've met some incredible students along the way. And students that that really make the most of university. And reflecting back on my own experience, I don't know whether I made full use of it as a student. I think I visited the career service maybe only twice. So one big sort of tip that I would share with my younger self is is to to kind of go around that first freshers week and to join more societies, to get involved, to, to you know to make the most of, as Hannah mentioned, skills awards and all the extracurricular activities that are available. And, um, you know, universities are sort of a sort of a hive of activity. There's so much going on and there's people from all around the world there. And there's so many opportunities for you to sort of build your skills and to, to broaden your networks. And I don't think personally, I don't think I did that as much as I've observed in students. There's a lot of support available as well. And I definitely would say to my younger self to to reach out to, to people more. You know, don't be afraid to, to go down to the front of the lecture theatre and ask your academic a question. Don't be afraid to go to the office hour of people that work within the university. Don't be afraid to go into the career service. And I do sometimes think that, as I've mentioned a couple of times, I might have put barriers up myself. You know, I can't do this. I can't do that. And whether that was a confidence thing, I'm not too sure. Um, But I would certainly make more use of the career service and the opportunities available if I could go back in time and do that myself. Hannah, how about you?
3: I really like that about making the most of your time at university. Um, I did things that I never expected that I would do. I got involved in societies and actually one of the things that I did was I led a choir and something that I never expected to do and actually for me that was probably the most important thing that I did at university because it gave me the confidence to communicate in front of a large group of people which is now something that I do on a daily basis and pretty much so I think try different things out Um, but don't put that pressure on yourself to make decisions I think that's my second one don't make the pressure to have to make decisions and like Matthew says I think it's like 70-80% of graduate jobs don't require a specific degree or any really specific experience so just exploring your options is a really good thing and then I think thirdly within that just talk to people ask people about their lives like If you meet someone, if you're, I don't know, your friend's parents or your parents, friends, anything like that, anyone that you know, just ask them about their lives, ask them about their jobs. What do they find interesting? Um, Each individual has got their own story to tell. Me and Matthew have had quite similar maybe careers from our starting points to where we are now. But the way that we will describe it and the jobs that we do we would describe them in very different ways because we are different individuals, even though we do very similar things. And um, and so asking people their stories and getting to know what motivates them and thinking, would that motivate me? For me personally, I would hate sitting at a desk all day long because I get distracted really easily. And so actually, for some people, they might love that. And so it's just thinking about yourself and doing that self reflection. And um, I know that was a big question and um, a big answer, but ask people about their lives and don't put too much pressure on yourself and try something new and join societies and do volunteering and things like that
1: we love what you do you don't then work a day of your life or so along those lines um but i think it's just really important to go on to you know spend your life doing something you enjoy and that's a dream hey um so with that i'd just like to say a big thank you to matthew howard and hannah allison hannah join us from lancaster matthew join us from leeds really really appreciate your time such fantastic content Thank you. Cheers, Tim. Cheers, Thank you. You've been listening to the uni guide the university guidance podcast which supports students, parents, and teachers with all things university. If you've got any comments, questions, suggestions, or absolutely anything else, get in touch with us using info at unitasterdays.com. But until then, please do stay tuned, like, share, give us a follow. And we look forward to seeing you soon.